presented by Heat of the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for this news, reviews, and interviews. New franchises among us. 12 queens from the Philippines are vying for the crown and become the latest winner in the hit international franchise. But who has what it takes? It's time to preview everything we know about Drag Race Philippines. And joining me to do so is Precious Envy. How are you? Hello, Michael. I'm good. I can't wait to discuss more drag. because there's. Not I know, more drag. More drag and, and someone stole your drag name. She's well, she and she stole that from someone else, so we'll go. She sure darned in. Um, wow, Drag Race Philippines, who expected this one to happen? Um, a lot of people, a lot of people. I figured this was going to be one that would would have happened already. I think after this, yeah, Thailand, I would have thought this would have been in the pipes way before we got anything else. Yeah, I, I am very excited. Um, obviously, we've had some Filipino representation on the main show. Um, one of which is going to be one of our judges, which we'll, who Correct. we'll talk about her soon. Um, but how's Drag Den doing? Anyone have eyes on Manila Luzon? What's going on over there? I listened to the chop. She hasn't mentioned it, so I know it's been filmed. That's I think about it. Yeah. And I'm wondering. God damn it, Manila got screwed. She got so screwed. Again. Because it was right after they, she announced Drag Den, like maybe what, a month later? Yep. Philippines got down, so I think she was like, "Oh, fuck my drag." Yeah, literally. All right. Well, let's discuss what we know about Drag Race Philippines, and we'll discuss a little bit about the Philippines, which I know very little about. Uh, the thanks. series will be hosted by Paolo Ballesteros with permanent judges Khaled Karen and Julie Caliente. This will be the first time two trans women will top line a Drag Race franchise judging panel. Big news! Big, big, big long, news! Long overdue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not know Paulo. Um, from what I do know, that he does a lot of impersonations and character transformations, uh, but he is not a quote-unquote drag queen. He's not a drag artist. Um, he's more of a personality in Philippines, a la Fred Van Leer. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, that's the vibe I was getting. Was more like he does it, but it's not like it's not a Nikki doll, not a Brooklyn Heights. Right. Um. But yeah, I don't know much about Khaled Karen, but I know she does um, impersonations as well and transformations. Obviously, we all know Jiggly Caliente. We do. Um, for those who listen to my drag con uh, part three, uh, you will know that Jiggly gave us a little bit of an exclusive that um, Untuck is going to be wild. She said episode one, it's going to be wild. I um, can see that. Just watching the Meet the Queens, these you have a lot of girls with big personalities already. So it's going to be, I think, a lot of cat fights. Yeah. And she did break another exclusive, but we'll discuss it right now. The season will premiere on Discovery Plus and HBO Go in the Philippines, Crave in Canada, and Wild Presents Plus everywhere else on August 17th. And this will be the first international season to feature their own Untucked. Yep. Um, listeners, I can't make any promises right now that I'm going <laughs> to do it because that is a lot of content. Um, so we will see. We'll play it by ear. Obviously, I did not cover it for All Star Seven because that was shit. That was boring. That they should not have done untucked. They didn't do it. All Star Seven didn't quite need the untucked. The only untucked that like was was the last one because you were seeing them get ready, watching them mm-hmm. watch each other do the lip syncs. That was like a good one and like the first one. But everyone in between is more like, let's play a game. Let's like. Yeah, I think I stopped watching Untucked by like, I think like the third episode, maybe third or fourth. The and only thing the that guest, came the out of it is coming out just to talk to them. Yeah, the only thing that came out of it was 
who fucked Monet? And we still don't have the answer. Uh, maybe one day we'll get the answer, but um, theories, they're out there. Other big news. The season will be primarily presented in English with portions in Tagalog. I don't know much about it, uh, but after watching the Music Queens at the first one, I was like, wait, that's English. I Everyone was pushing back and saying, I'm not going to watch because it's not in English. <laughs> You're screwed, people. Well, it's yeah, be because I think in the, even the very first Meet the Queen interview, which is a Burgundine, she even said, like, should I speak in English? And they were like, yeah, speak in English. She was like, okay, yeah. start talking. Right. Um, there are a lot of English-speaking drag race contestants on their own international seasons who are not allowed to speak English. Um, yep. which is why Janie JK was on UK versus the world because she <laughs> spoke more English than she did Dutch. Yep. Um, she got yelled at all the time, but this is exciting. This is also the opportunity for some of these Queens maybe to make that transfer over to versus the world in the future. Well, um, I feel like a lot of Queens with the international ones, I think a lot of them are, you're starting to see which ones are like buying for the bigger picture. Oh, fully. Like, oh, we can do a versus the world now. Oh, so let me get my English skills working because those are probably every time. Every time So It Amuse goes into English, I was like, Yeah, she's not winning. She's going on versus the world. <laughs> she's like, I want to be on versus the world. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I'm so I, I think I, I'm going to pitch it to someone. I don't know who to pitch it to. Espana versus the world. Come on, you can you can put Teresa on as a contestant. You can put Lolita oh. Banana as a contestant. It's going to be great. I would watch the right. shit out of Supreme doing a doing a versus the world. I love Supreme. Uh, I love her Honestly, so I think the spin-off we all deserve is Drag Race Judges. <laughs> Force RuPaul to compete or let Ru watch it and judge it, but I want I want to see Supreme in, in the wild. Oh, it would be awesome. She's I think my favorite non-Ru, non-Ru girl She's judge. Great. She's brilliant. And like I think I feel like that judging panel grew into a much better judging panel between absolutely one and two so i feel like that espana is probably like the best non-english speaking franchise i think right now i think thailand's up up there too but i yeah. think espana of what we're because that's now still on the air that right. i think is the best one right now i agree since this is our first one in philippines we love to do a little um history lesson and discuss lgbtq plus in the country that we're discussing um some seasons have had great representation and and, and support in their country others have not philippines right kind of in the middle yeah. gay and lesbians are more so tolerated than accepted in filipino society bakla is a tagalog term for a man who has feminine mannerisms or dresses or identifies as a woman the word gay is referred to as is used to refer to any LGBT person. So that's a umbrella term. Pre-colonial Philippines actually featured many different transgender, androgynous, and intersex deities. Uh, so it's the colonialism that fucked things up again. Thanks, people. Same-sex marriage, litigation, legislation has been proposed, but never passed. But what has been passed is the LGBT rights bill, which was approved in 2017, where discriminatory acts against gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender people are prohibited and penalized with a fine and time in jail. Philippines is considered one of the world's most gay-friendly nations, and their first pride was in uh, 1994 in uh, Manila. That's... All I know about the, the 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 gay side of the Philippines, I don't know much about the Philippines. Do you? No, I had a lot of uh, coworkers when I worked at uh, the uh, the university I worked at. Uh, had a lot of uh, Filipinos in the uh, in our department, um, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, I um, didn't know much about the Philippines, and I apologize. I um, in recent months have decided like to fall asleep and listen to like history podcasts because yeah. they're like i didn't know that there was an like uh, uh american like filipino war didn't know that was a thing oh we were shitty fucking people oh it's bad 
Not good. America's still a little shitty fucking Not good. There's a reason why we don't talk about it. Exactly. Oh my God, the things I learned. Um, so that was a fascinating history lesson. But obviously this, that all happened after the colonization of Spain. And mm-hmm. that is why there is so much Spanish influence in the Philippines. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you get a lot of uh, a lot of names uh, with you mm-hmm. here. It's they're either Fil- they're Filipino or or, or Spanish. Right. It was like that was a, yeah. Now, Draggers Philippines mm-hmm. open slate. We have no idea what's to come. What do you want to see this season? Um, I expect these girls to bring the fashion. Mm-hmm. They feel uh, I already see the big personalities emerging based on just the meet the queens. I have fe- given the judging panel. I think um, they're gonna. I, I can. I have a feeling that they're not looking for a comedy queen. It's gonna be more like a fashionista. So I do mm-hmm, feel like mm-hmm. the comedy girls are not gonna last as long as those the girls that are bring, gonna bring fashion. Uh, yeah. So I expect. I expect big things from this cast. I say it all the time. Give me culture. Give me history. I want to learn about the Philippines as I'm watching Drag Race. It's something yeah. that Rude is not doing on our show. I would like a little more history on the U.S. version, but here in the Philippines, this is a great opportunity to show the world what makes Filipino drag so unique and so special. Obviously, from this promo shoot, we're getting a little bit of that right there. Um, I'm not sure if that was the, th- if the theme was called rush hour, but I believe that's what the clapper said. So that's what I'm thinking the theme the was. Cla- yeah. The clapper said rush hour. Cause I was looking at it going like, okay, I get the, when you look at their pictures and the neon lights are going through, I'm like, mm-hmm. it looks as like things are, are buzzing by. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, was the theme race car racing? Cause you have a couple Queens that look like transformers. That yes, are transforming to the cars, and a lot of queens are wearing silver metallic. So it was like, what? I couldn't quite get like. And then you have Gigi Era and even Silhouette have the writing on them, which is like very mm-hmm. race car esque. So I was trying to figure out like, what exactly was like the main prompt? And if it's rush hour, they all took it in very different ways, and I kind of right. It. I mean, there had to be some sort of prompt if you have three queens all in uh, car like looks. Yep. Uh, because three queens just don't do that. That's uh, that's too weird. Mm-hmm. And um, they're three so. very different queens too. Like you would mm-hmm. like it doesn't look like these are the, like it's the car theme for these three are three very different interpretations. And yep. I think one exceeded, one did okay, and one was mm-hmm. well. Listeners, we're gonna go meet the queens. We're gonna go from worst to first in our predictions. Okay. Um, we're a little bit all over the place, but that's the fun of this. <laughs> uh, I know no spoilers. I know nothing. So I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. First Thanks. up in who we predict is their first boot. Um, Precious, you had her out at 12. I had her had her out at 11. So we have very little hope in this queen. Her yeah. name is Corazon. She's 34 years old, uh, currently in Kuzon City. She is a crown pageant queen with a list of titles on her sash. Corazon has jumped from one beauty contest to another, competing in both male bikini contests and provincial Miss Gay events and talent shows. In addition to drag, Corazon is a makeup artist and a designer, creating looks for fellow drag and beauty queens alike, including, I found out, Miss Hibiscus. Oh, nice. She believes in the saying, according to the Meet the Queens, gays grouped together are former crocodiles and a gay with a big mouth is a former shark. (laughs) What? Is this in a past life? I don't get it. Uh, that my I had a roommate that used to say uh, cats were the souls of old drag queens. That makes sense. She owns a rental shop and she is an actress and says she can do everything. Um, but what she cannot do is dress herself because this is shit. Um, I will say that was that wasn't the one I hated the most. But as but but I will say it's now gotten to become the one I hated the most because the one I didn't like after watching it on the Meet the Queens looking at the pictures i'm like you know what i get it more so i'm going to mm-hmm, change it mm-hmm. from a i hate it to i like it and she's now going to be the one i hate well this look hair by martha amethyst gown by corazon and jeepney uh, by marlon Soriano, which i believe is what this term is a jeepney uh because okay. i think a couple of the queens said that in theirs um colors are cute but she looks like a fucking pinata yes that's what it is it's because of the strings over the side 
Mm -hmm. it does give a piñata, which you know what, Amal, I don't know if they have piñatas in the Philippines. It's big in Mexican culture. Grew up and had many a birthday hitting that piñata with a stick. Uh, but yeah, that's what it's getting. It's that top half looks like looks like a piñata. So if you hit her, is she gonna be? Is it gonna be filled with candy? Listen, I hope it's filled with candy. Um, the gown is literally a piece of fabric. Um, the, the the color coordination, I appreciate that, but I just can't figure out who she is as an artist based on this. Yeah. Um, because it looks like she's wearing something that someone made her wear, as opposed to something she's comfortable in. It also, I feel like when she heard the theme rush hour, I figure it feels like she probably had something else planned. And then they said it's rush hour and was like, what can I make or who has something that would work? And this is what was given to her. And it, it, it doesn't even look like a car. It looks like a robot. Yeah, it has more of a transformer vibe than the, uh, well, another one has a transformer, but it looks like the transformer out like when it's right. broken apart. Yeah, this um, is more like it looks like it could pass like you kind of see like the front of a like a big rig where it mm-hmm. kind of you kind of get that vibe with the grill in the center with the two headlights above where her breasts are. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like it's just weird. It has like what eight lights. It's very strange. Yeah, you'll know you'll find her in a in a dark alley. She lights it's up. a it's a boot for me. Mm-hmm. Audience 28% to 72% boot. My question of the season, I love to pose the questions. Um, she's very eager and very energetic, but will her style be her downfall? And I, if this is a precursor to that, uh, she, she's not lasting. Yeah, it's always hard to gauge after like what the first challenge, with the first, because they usually do these promos after the second or third challenge. So usually you kind of know who went home based on- Or, how, how or they do it, or in America, they do it months after- <laughs> Oh, they started doing the months after because they used to do them. Oh, like, yeah, no, no, they're there. The at least in America, they no. The um, I think December is when they filmed the um, uh, meet the queen. Or, yeah, the meet the queens for um, All Star mm-hmm. Seven. <laughs> because they were all every all the queens were in town at the same show, and everyone's like, "What? What, what are you exactly. doing here?" Well, I'm pretty um, sure the All Star Eight girls are back because I saw one of them post, "Oh, I'm back!" and it was a nice little break from social media. Mm, <laughs> We're like, wow. oh, All Stars is, is that really what we should call that season? <laughs> With the one that's going to be happening, or the one that just happened? No, the one that's going to be happening. Okay. If that cast is all true, yeah. Well, Any... there's like one or two that I would say yes, you fit the bill. Everyone else, I'm like. Okay. Yeah, that's how I feel. Well, with the fact when you're doing it like every year and not every like mm-hmm. two years, it's not special anymore. It's, it's not special anymore. Yeah. All right. Next up is someone we both ranked at number ten. Uh, her name is Prince. Twenty five oh, no. years old from what Manila. Number number year number twelve. Hmm. Corazon was my number twelve, but you're number eleven. No, no, no we're we're moving 12. on to next person. Okay. Prince, you had a 10 and I had a 10. I had, okay, okay. Well, we're going to skip to add 11? Oh, no, yeah, we're going in, <laughs> in our ranking order. Based oh, in on, our ranking orders. Okay, okay. Uh, we have to average everything together. Oh, okay, okay, averaging, okay. I, okay, yeah, you know, American school system, everybody. <laughs> Prince is known on social media for her makeup transformations. Before joining Drag Race Philippines, Prince was a social media strategist and a relatively new to the Philippine drag scene. Prince's drag heavily influenced by sci-fi and anime and believes that extraterrestrial looks have a space in Philippine drag. Prince is also one of the co-founders of Drag Playhouse PH. Aside from doing drag, she manages her own makeup and merchandise line. She serves you alternative future of drag and describes herself as never the usual. My question this season for her is, does alternative drag have a place in Drag Race Philippines? And I'm not quite sure. I, I, that's what I think this journey is going to show us because we're not necessarily seeing creature drag here. This is fucking fashion. No, this is fashion. This is beauty. The reason why I ranked her lower was because she said, I'm very shy. And when you're shy, you don't last. You could be like, no. there's so many queens that have been like really amazing, but if they don't pop on camera, they're not, their storylines get diced right away. Correct. And that's a fear for her. Um, She's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. This look is oh, by Jean stunning. Garcia. Yeah, Jean Garcia. Hair by Jean Quinn. Nails by B. Francis Alcantara. 
Uh, she she's gorgeous. Obviously, she is partaking in the infamous um, let's stone our hair wig. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. trend. Um, gorgeous mug. The look. I think I'm not quite sure. Is it a dragon? I'm not sure what the face is supposed to be on the the bust. It kind of um, looks like a dragon, but also too on the very sides. Because uh, if you zoom in on the picture, it, mm-hmm. it's like horses are at the very bottom. Oh, interesting. Of like the of the bustier, but the face kind of. It has an element of like of a it does have an element of a dragon based on how the the color placings are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't but love the is, oh, that mug is stunning. Yeah, I don't love the uh, the the black pieces that are just dangling. But I think the color story is what's really fascinating here because you don't see these colors on the drag queen often. Mm-mm. No, I feel like she has everything that should make her a success, but I think she's gonna hold herself back. Right. And we have seen some monster drag artists on these shows not do very well. Uh, yeah. Justice for Onyx. If that's yeah, what she's going to serve, like if that's what she's going to serve, she's not going to go far. Um, but I hope she gets at least two, three weeks to show what she can do. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm hoping she's not like first out. And that's why I put her sort of my kind. I want to see her so she mm-hmm. shows the world that she how great she is. But I think it's gonna what's gonna hold her back is just gonna be her own like willingness to like pop on screen. Right. We'll see. We'll definitely see. Um, I'm gonna give this look a two. Oh, it's definitely two. Audience, 81% two, 19% boot. Next up is who you have at 11, I had at eight. Um <laughs> I can't spell this word in English, and I'm not going to be able to spell this word in um, the way she spells it. It's silhouette. Oh, it's silhouette. Well, it's just instead of an X, it's an, an X. I still so can't means- spell the word silhouette. I can't. It's because uh, the- there was a superhero named Silhouette, so I know how to spell it in silhouette. I'm so bad at it. I'm really bad at it. <laughs> Listeners, if you saw my notes that I've had, it, like, it's bad. Um, she's 34 years old. Um, Zillouette is respected in the drag scene in Manila. She is the creative director and one of the owners of Nectar Nightclub. Zillouette is considered a drag mother of many queens, especially those who are regular performers at Nectar. An entrepreneur, director, and artist, Zillouette advocates for the legacy of the drag queens who have paved the way. As she says, she is hoping to share the stories of the people who came before her, and she started as a female impersonator before doing drag, and that is a big distinction in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Um, that there is more of a female impersonation and then this is more of the artistic side yeah. of the art. Um, who are her drag children? That is a teaser. You don't say, they don't include that shit unless, I, unless exactly. they got something it's up there. It's going to be, it, it, one of them in the cast has to be her mom, has to be the daughter. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to it. I think there's a couple people where Nectar Nightclub is included, so maybe we'll connect the dots there. Connect dots there. Um, there are no designers listed for this look. I just don't like her paint. It's flat. It's very flat. It's too. It's for what they well for what the theme was. It's too dark. Let me see where is she. Yeah, yeah. She her it, paint is very dark for what uh for what the the brightness of. I I, I almost want her to have antennas and be mantis. Yes. Yes. But she's not Mantis. That's fine. Um, I don't know what the sayings are on there. I don't. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Um, and I know there's some whatever's on the side. I, I think it's God saves something, but I'm I'm not quite yeah. sure because uh, I have God not seen the Queen. Maybe, maybe. Um, but I think the thing we really need to discuss: what are those leggings? Is it plastic? It's, it's plastic. It's plastic over the shoe. It looks like it's covering the actual shoe. I'm zooming Why? in on all these pictures. I don't know. Maybe she think I don't know. She there's a lot of choices that she went with. <laughs> and I think the reason why I put her so low was Drag Race also loves to eliminate girls with a lot of history. Mm-hmm. The you know like a Tempest du Jour, a Katja Davis, like those that have been in the mm-hmm. scene a long time, uh, and then because I think the only flip side is Sharon from Espana, right. like 
she deli- but the thing is you look like her meet the queen promo probably wasn't my favorite but like that first episode she delivered so right. it was very much being like oh she's gonna be around a while where silhouette just like it's not giving me she's not giving me that i was there a long time it's more like ah, I, I i showed up no she's literally like i own a nightclub i need to go out here is my look i'm promoting my nightclub yeah um yeah this is an absolute boot for of a look for me yeah same audience though they're very mixed 48 to 52 percent boot my question of the season is can the mother of philippines add next drag superstar to her title i don't think it's going to happen um prove me wrong i would like to be wrong but i'm really not loving this beat and if this is how she paints i'm gonna not love it all season long I yeah tell. i need i need some 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 pop some color Yeah, I think maybe even if she did like a different wig, like if she did like a yeah, it's very flat wig, the a wig might have done, might have made that face pop more. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's a couple of girls that went dark with what their looks were, but that but their hair was the bright right. pop of that like bubblegum yeah. color. Well, silhouette. Good luck. We'll talk about you soon. Mm-hmm. Next up. Uh, and this is probably where one of our biggest discrepancies is going to come. <laughs> it is Turing. Um, I have okay. her at 12 as a first out. You have her at four. Oh. You have her going to the end. I love her. She's my favorite. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, Turing has been a professional drag artist for more than seven years, performing in one of the most known drag bars in the Philippines, Obar. A Broadway fan and a theater kid who used to be a cheerleader in college, Turing is known in the drag scene as a fierce dancer and a lip slayer. She has openly discussed how drag has made her feel more comfortable in her skin and is a strong advocate for body positivity. Turing is a nickname that was given to her in high school, and she describes herself as your big, bold, beautiful, lactose intolerant bitch. Now, listeners, we all know that I love campy queens. I love a theater queen. She's not giving it to me. But you like her. You have her higher than I do. Much higher. There was just something about her where I was like, I love you. You're like, you're like my favorite. I have like, I think my top, the top three for me are the, are like, I think my ultimate, are like my ultimate phase. But this is the one where I'm like going, Oh, I'm gonna support the shit out of you, no matter what you do. Yeah. And as now, I was making my list, I was like, "I'm doing it. She's going higher than I think she's gonna make it." Now, this look, no designers listed. That's a lot of currency on her. I don't know what the mm-hmm. currency in the Philippines is called. Um, but hey, she is looking like she's very wealthy with a lot of currency on her. Yeah. Um, I apologize if I am offending anybody. Um, perhaps this is a um, traditional look. I'm not quite sure. Um, but it kind of comes off as she just got out of the shower, put a robe and a um, towel on her head. It, uh, yeah, the, the white and blue is giving very towel, uh, towel robe energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that would, that for me, that's like the downside, but I just like how the money dress is and with yes. the extra arms holding out the cash like yes. get the tips yeah i don't know there's just something about her that's like i enjoy she she like brings a like a, a brightness to me yeah. um given what i said earlier about campy queens and what they're looking for yeah i don't think she'll make it lo- long but she's my dark horse when i do a fantasy league i always have my, that number four is always a dark horse. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep, and that's kind of how I placed now the top four in, in a way. I am a little surprised that she considers herself a um, plus size queen because um, she doesn't look it. I think it's the certain compared to everybody else compared to everybody else she's the big girl and in certain cultures where they like you thin Mm -hmm. anyone who's average size looking is is, you know it's it's, they're the big girl well my question this season for returning is talent comes from within but what talent does she have we're gonna have to find out Mm-hmm. Uh, if she is a Broadway theater fan, I want to I want to hear those references. Give me some like um, musical theater moments. 
Uh, you know what? Let's lip sync to Ladies Who Lunch. Let's do that one. Um, Rue, why haven't you done that one? Why has that not been on Drag Race? Oh, I want some Leah Salonga. That's what I want. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, wait, what if Leah Salong is a guest judge? <gasps> oh. That could happen. That actually could happen. That could happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm not a fan of this look. Judges? They have not. Not yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of this look, so I'm going to give it a boot. I think I tooted it. That's fine. Audience did not agree with you, though. 20% <laughs> <Yeah>. to 80% <laughs> boot. All right. I saw, I saw that list going like, ooh, they did not like this. <laughs> no, they did not. All right, next up is someone who I'm very confused by, um, but we'll talk about this little flavorful bumblebee. It's Lady Morgana, a proud devout queen who has been doing drag for more than 15 years. Lady Morgana is a true classic drag queen with her spider lashes, high brows, creative wigs, and out-of-the-box costumes. Lady Morgana is known for her comedic and hosting skills, always making sure that her performances are sprinkled with love, laughter, and feelings. She works as a financial advisor during the day. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's energetic, money. right? Energetic, fierce, very saucy, and so sharp. And she sings, acts, and dances. Um, she seems. My question is: She seems like an oddball. Will her personality mesh with the other queens? And she just seems like the one who just would not fit in. And it's also because her look doesn't seem like it fits in either. Because uh, she is so. Was- Drastic. I made I made a list of like basically, uh, like initial thoughts on when I looked at the promo pictures, and then watching the Meet the Queens. Hers was the only one I was indifferent about. Like I didn't love it or hate it. Watching the Meet the Queens, I think it had more movement to it. Where I was like, going, mm-hmm. okay, I think I liked it a little bit more. But it does give me Sydney Opera House. Yeah, it sure does. The look is by Jay Cabotingang. Hair by Almoger Sabani. Jewels by Venus Dodd Power. I think there are elements of this that I look like. If she got rid of the, the, the leg covers and those horrible heels that match zero things on her body, this would be a fun look. But I, just... I think if I got rid of, yeah, I would say maybe the yellow pieces underneath then maybe just had one layer of like those big shoulders yeah and yeah the the boot the the leggings i would have just rather had that dress be longer like have it more like a two right it, it's, and it's definitely like yellow heels to match the hair absolutely i mean this latex is not easy to work with i understand mm-hmm. it good for her for even wanting to do it but it's the it's the boot leg covers that just make zero sense in this look because it's co- it, it's not even meshing into the dress properly it also makes her look really small Yes, because there's no because you can't t- tell how long she is. It does sh- it does crunch her. Yeah, it like crunches in. Um, the hair very interesting styling. I've never seen a wig like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's definitely asymmetrical and also very structured in a weird shape. Um, it's a toot for me because I like the elements and the color and the boldness of it. But there's a I lot I want to edit it. I, there's yeah. a lot I want to edit. Yeah, she needed a good editor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Audience, 64% to 36% boot. I'm going to be very interested to see how she does because I feel like personality-wise, she's going to pop off the screen. She's going to do well. I think she's going to be one, though, who is not going to get along. Where, where was your placement of her? I had her at nine, you had her at seven. So we, yeah. we're kind of in the same realm for her yeah i think she was mid-pack for me when i uh, when i looked at it i was like okay next up Gigiara, who is currently in melbourne Gigiara is the the diva from down under hailing from melbourne she is a popular in the australian drag scene for her death-defying sense and fabulous real hair wigs Gigi was a former dancer and airplane cabin crew member based out of dubai she is now back in the philippines representing her hometown davao um, my question this season is will her experience down under help her snatch the crown? We'll see. We'll see. Because there are elements of the of, of her entire package that I've seen that I'm really enjoying, and then there are elements mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, maybe you're on this show because you couldn't handle the heat on down under. <laughs> she didn't want to face RuPaul. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, no designers listed here. Again, I'm not really sure what the sayings are on there. So 
if someone would like to tell me, I would love it. But again, looking at the bottom of the of the white coat, it looks like there's a car. And it looks like a car at the bottom of the of her little coat. But also, too, the dress has tire marks right. all over it. I would have much rather, it would have been much funnier if the thing's rush hour. Why didn't a girl just come out as if they were like, well, I guess if they didn't want to be roadkill, so they want to come out yeah. with the tire tracks. And she's like, she did the tire tracks and then covered them up with all the sayings. Right. Now, again, I don't know what the story is. Maybe um, there are people who sell jewelry on the side of the road. I don't know. It could be. You know, growing up in California, you got a lot of people selling flowers, mm-hmm. fruits uh, on that roadside. So maybe jewelry is uh, one I, of them. I love the hair. I'm assuming it's going to be a human hair unit based on uh, what her tricks are in Melbourne. Um, gorgeous mug. Love the she's mug very pretty I don't, like yeah she's i just don't pretty. get the feathers yeah the, fe- the yeah the feathers she didn't need yeah i think yeah exactly it's like she's very pretty like i think she knows how to do drag it's just something about this styling is just off for me yeah not working um but if she is a dancer that's going to be a thing uh hopefully she can do well and obviously um uh Former dancers, current dancers, they do well on this show. Was she? Did she call herself a lip sync assassin? Because I know two girls did. She did not. She did okay. not call herself a lip sync assassin. Um, but this look, I don't know. I'm very mixed on it. I'm going to give it the softest toot because I do enjoy elements of it again. Um, I just want to understand it more. Yeah, I think I'm still going to boot it. Well, the audience liked you better. They went 24% to 76% boot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see her. I know she was just at Drag Expo in Melbourne. So she got okay. to see some of her sisters from down under. Yeah, I, I had her at five. Also, you had her at five. You had her at eight. I had her at eight. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's if the fact that she's like not um, that she's been doing drag not in the Philippines mostly, if that's going to be a hindrance on her. I, I feel like it might be one of those like lemon situations where she's on and they're like, oh my God, who are you? You don't go here. And she's like, yes, I do. I'm here. <laughs> um, and everyone falls in love with her. So yeah, who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Next up is my winner pick. And she's only this low because you had her down. Oh, who is nine. it? Nine. <gasps> it's Presha Paula Nicole. This is who you thought was going to win? I think she's going to win. Oh, my God. Um, Precious Paula Nicole is one of the most well-known Filipino drag queens. Having been in the scene for more than 11 years, she is a professional dancer and is also known for her comedy shticks and impersonations of divas such as Mariah Carey, Beyonce, and Asian songbird Regine Velasquez, a star performer at Obar, the premier drag club in the Philippines. She is a mother to a host of other drag queens. Her name is inspired by a character Paulo Ballesteros played on the TV show after she had to message him on Facebook for approval. Ask permission. She does comedy and drama, and she supports awareness for the golden gaze of the Philippines. Um, my question of the season, she's got the clout, but will that mean it will be a tougher road to the crown? It's the background of the impersonations with two queens... On that judgment panel, mm-hmm. do impersonations that make me think they're going to appreciate her much more than anybody else on this show. Okay. That's why I have her so high. Why do you have her at nine? <laughs> there was something about her. I, I, I think she's one of those that's like growing on me. Uh, like I didn't like her look originally. Then after mm-hmm. thinking about it, I'm like, it feels more, I'm like, no, if the, if the goal was Transformer, she didn't. Yeah. This looks like she just popped out of the out of the pose and is like full on Autobot realness. I do like the license plate with her name with the three and the five. Are you jealous? Symbols. Are you mad? No. Don't. <laughs> I, I focus more on the envy part than the precious part. That's fair. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like, I think I, you know what it is. I think it's that vibe I get, which is something with Silhouette, where the girls that have been doing it for so long, I, the, there's just that vibe that Drag Race doesn't appreciate them as mm-hmm. much as they should. And I think yeah. that's why I was like, 
they're going to want these young girls that are like, they just popped out of their mama's vagina. And it's like, boom, I've been doing, I've been doing drag since I was 16. You were born to do drag kind of vibe. And that's where I was like, uh, that's why her silhouette, I think it was who else? It was one other one. Maybe, I think even Gigi was like, you girls have been doing it a while, but I feel like they're not going to appreciate you where they're going to want the girls who are like fresh to be the face of the Philippines. Yeah, I mean, they always love someone who's impressionable because they can mold it to be whoever they want it to be. Yep. But just even in their initial looks, just their solo looks, she stands out as a star. Just the power pose in that face. She's like, I am the winner. And that's what's exciting about her. The look is by Patrick Esserino, hair by Wiggaloo PH. It's fun. It's so campy. It is so stupid. Um, and she knows it. Yep. And she is like, I am a transformer. I am here. You are going to love this look. Vroom, vroom, bitch. <laughs> vroom, vroom, bitch. Yes. Um, I'm very excited by her and I was hoping to see a little more personality out of her from the Meet the Queens, especially because she is showing in this face. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, her face. She she is giving. Actually, she looks like Manila Luzon in this in this photo. But she, she is giving she is she is giving like I uh yes, watch me. I'm like she has a lot of confidence in that face. Yeah, I will be sad if she goes home early because I really am excited by her. Um, and from the things I've seen on our social media, she is someone that I'm going to be engaged by. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how she does. Um, one of us are going to be right. The look is a toot. <laughs> I think I might have. No, I think I did toot this. I don't think I booted it. I think I tooted it. Audience, 75% toot, 25% boot. All right, next up. It's the 25-year-old named Marina Summers. Marina Summers is a fierce tropical queen known for her fish looks, hot body, exceptional dancing, and all-around performance. Her drag name stems from her love for the beach. Marina left her bucolic hometown of Nieva Vizcaya and moved to Manila to create content for one of the biggest film companies in the country. She began performing as a drag queen in 2019 and recently released her debut single, I Have Arrived, on Spotify and iTunes. She performs regularly at Nectar Nightclub and is another one of the founders of Drag Playhouse PH. She is a post-producer for an advertisement company, and she will give you Beyonce, JLo, and all the pop stars on one. So here's one of the, um, the Nectar Nightclub girls. So maybe her mama is silhouette. We'll find out. Uh, but damn, she is a pop princess. She knows what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I have read four. You have read six. When we just talked about impressionable young queens, th- this is it. Oh, yeah. She is gorgeous. Yeah. For me, um, when, it got to the, when it got to like the halfway point, it was a matter of like, who do I think is going to outlast each other? And I think that's yeah. why she went. It was like, I think I might have. I think I swapped. It's like I went back and forth either if I was going to have her six or fifth. Mm-hmm, and I think I ultimately mm-hmm. went with six. Yeah. My question this season for her is she knows how to sell an ad. Can she sell herself? Uh, and I think she can because she really was captivating on screen. Um, she did give me some hibiscus vibes. She also is giving me full on Georgia's vibes. Oh, yes, um, yes. I know it's not RuPaul's show, but we know that RuPaul loves mm-hmm. Georgia. So I'm sure we're going to love well, some Marina, especially too- if she dances. The drag drag race likes a queen that is very branded or like yeah. a queen that has a good brand. Um, except for Miss Fame when they just keep saying my brand, my brand. Mm-hmm. But she, I think she's gonna come in. She's gonna wow them. And I think she might. I think she'll probably stumble on like maybe an acting challenge. But if it's a singing dancing, I think she'll be absolutely she'll be right up there in the front. The look is by Eve Kamek, hair by Jonah Quinn. I think it's got interesting elements to it. I don't love having holes in the fishnets, but I can probably guarantee you that there was a one hole in there and she had to cut other holes into it. Yeah. Um, but I love the color combination. There are two different silvers. One's a little um, matted. The other is shinier. Yeah. I wish they didn't clash as much as they did. But I'm wondering. I'm wondering if it was like in person, they didn't clash as much. It might have just been how photographed. Um, but it's the mug. The this mug is oh, no. stunning. I don't mind the holes. I like that it's more. I think it's one of those like 
the look is a little avant-garde for mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. I think you would expect from her. Yes. So because it does, she does give a bit a little bit of a I like has to be very polished vibe, but I like that she's like it's like rough around the edges. Yeah, it's kind of it is kind of giving me like design challenge, but um <laughs> it hey, might have been her design challenge, you know. It could it literally could have been, but yeah, it, it's she's definitely sexy, she knows how to sell sex. Most people would not be able to get away with this look. She can. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a toot. Yeah, I'm tooting it, too. Audience, 59% toot, 41% poot. You didn't like the holes. That's what the problem was. That's probably what a lot of them didn't like, the holes. Yeah. All right. Top four. Top four. Are we ready for our top four? Yes. Oh, my God. We're already at the top four. Jeez. We're okay. ready top four. Um, coming in fourth place. I have her at seven. You have her at two. Ooh. It's Minty Fresh. Minty Fresh serves that kill all, kill all day, every day. She is a model, designer, pop singer, makeup artist, and performer, a staunch supporter of LGBTQIA plus rights. She slays the stage weekly at Nectar Nightclub. Ariana Grande reposted Minty's lip sync performance on her Instagram story as she led hundreds of thousands of people in election sortie in Manila. Mincy Fresh is a nickname her friend gave her. Her drag aesthetic is hyper-feminine and a fashion look queen. She's been doing drag for 11 years. She doesn't perform regularly in clubs. With all those red flags, you put her at two. What engaged you to Minty Fresh? Her Meet the Queens. There was just something in her personality mm-hmm. that made me say she's going to be there a while. Okay. I think it's like all the same things for like why Marina... Uh, similar to Marina, but I thought there was just something about her where she just came. It was how she talked in her Meet the Queens to me. It, there's just something where it's just like it was a little more captivating to me. Interesting. Interesting. My question this season is she's going to give you fashion on the runway, but will she burst enough on screen to be a winner? I'm interested because I didn't get the same thing out of her Meet the Queens that you did. I felt she was very passive and very, very internal. Um, though that could have just been the face piece that she was wearing and she couldn't really talk and, and engage that much. Um, but she is a self-proclaimed fashion look queen and she's also stated that she doesn't perform regularly. Maybe she's one of those queens who when she does perform, you show up because it's that good. Yeah. Maybe she's not a performer and that's where I'm scared and that's why I ranked her seven but again, if we're looking at the fashion game, she'll probably be up there. And I think every that's week. probably why I went higher too. Was I figure I the vibe that I feel they're gonna want someone who's more fashion forward. And yeah. I think that's why I was like, oh, she's she has a better she has a better aim. I felt the look is by Minty hair by everything hair. It's not my favorite look because we've seen this before. We've seen elements of of the metallic um, mm-hmm. look before. And done much better. The only thing unique about this is that face piece, and I'm kind of here for it. Um, oh, the face piece is the best part, especially with how she did her eye makeup. Yeah, it really like it really pops for me. And she's very lucky that the photo, um, the solo photo that she has, has like the green in the background. It's very matrixy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, she, again, she's another one. She can sell it. She can sell a garment, and she's going to sell a garment um even though it may not be the best thing you're seeing she's going to be able to tell you that yeah this is the sexiest thing you're ever going to see and you're going to love me well even when you look at because i'm watching you i'm looking at your background Mm -hmm. even when you look at the background it does look when it's in the full group picture how she's posed it actually looks really good on her in that in that position yeah Yeah. her solo meet the queen photo is a little it is showing like it's a lot of i don't know how it i think it's going to be the movement Mm-hmm, absolutely well yeah i will give it a toot because it does look fine um uh, it's not terrible others have been terrible yeah i'm tooting it too audience 64 percent toot 36 percent boot top three top three top three well you had her at number three i had her at number six it's brigading um brigading Brigadine is one of the most prominent names in the Philippine drag scene. She is known for her extravagant looks and show-stopping performances and has been featured in pride parades and drag events both in the Philippines and abroad. She is also one of the founders of Drag Playhouse BH and a local drag content and entertainment provider. Uh, She also goes by the name Gigi. 
which is why she's not going by Gigi on the show. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the drag daughter of Dee Dee Marie Holiday. I don't know why that was on the wiki, why that's important. If someone would like to tell me, please do. She has performed in Thailand, Vietnam, Sydney, London, Los Angeles, New York, and Chicago, and believes her international experience makes her more well-rounded than the other girls. She is big, bold, bubbly, and gives fabulous performances. And she is friends with the Vixen and Din Lali and hangs out with other alum all the time. Well, with that being said, my question is, she's international, but is she the definition of Filipino drag? I could see her as just like that middle of the pack. She's likable, but she's just not a winner. Yeah, I think she's very likable. That's why I think why I placed her so high. And yeah. I think she, she was also, I think because she was the first Meet the Queen, she mm-hmm. set a really good tone sure. for, for, uh, for what you were going to get. Like she was very bubbly very like nonchalant and you know with the fact that she's like oh i performed everywhere throughout the world i'm like going okay well if you don't win you could be a great candidate for versus the world right and i think that's the other thing that makes her unique is she's really the only one who mentions drag race and the alum and the sisterhood She's done her homework. She knows oh, what she, she's yeah. supposed to bring. She knows how to appear on Drag Race. Maybe, you know what? We thought it was Sasha Bell, but maybe Burgundine cracked the code. Maybe, maybe. maybe, it, maybe. it took an international um, girl to do it. The look is by Erin Montoya, hair by Marcos Wiggs. This is sensational. I'm uh, loving it. What oh, I don't love about looks. Minty Fresh is this is what she was trying to do. This was exceptional. I love the pink lining. I love the black mesh mm-hmm. um, that goes into the silver, which is um, uh, lined and and oh, it's, it's just great. And the yeah, well, black and fine. pink the are just two colors that just work really well. Together. Exactly, and adding the silver in it, it's it's stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, the hair is right. The beat is right. The little glove things—they're silly, but they work. Oh, it works! Like I think, yeah, I think I would say she had probably my favorite outfit yeah this is yeah absolutely one of my absolute favorites i'm very excited for her i really really um hope she does well but i also just don't see her winning but yeah i didn't get her to the end and i'll be happy i was like she's gonna be she was giving me like i think i broke everyone down with early out mid mid low mid high and then i had like the ones were like oh top four energy yeah and that's where and then turning was just my favorite so she has to make top four (laughs) Yeah. Well, we will see. Uh, this look is a toot for me. Very, absolutely, an absolute toot for me. Audience, 88% toot, 12% boot. All right. Who's going to be coming in first and who will be coming in second? Mm-hmm. In second place, I had her at number two. You had her at number five. Venus Deluxe, uh, 25 years old from Manila. Venus Deluxe is a triple threat and an all-in-one package. She started doing drag wall at university with a background in theater that helped harness her sharp wit, performance skills, and knack for comedy. Venus Deluxe owns a wig business and has built a strong social media presence. She is also in a group called To Divine Divas, um, to Divine Divas, who gained popularity during the pandemic, mounting digital performances and live streams worldwide. She's been doing drag for seven years. She owns, she makes her own hair. Which means this look is by Jorick Lopez Limpag and the hair is by Deluxe Wig. Um, Personality-wise, she's got it. She is fun. She is bubbly. She is crazy. And she said, I don't give a fuck. Here is my look. It's giving you retro 20s flapper transformer. It is Art Deco the house down boots. It's so fun. The piece is so gorgeous. The necklace is gorgeous. Like, she really, like, went, when they said, give me rush hour, she's like, oh, I'll give you rush hour. I'll give you the city. I'll give you the country. I will give you everything. It's so fucking campy. And I adore it. Um, So is this officially, like, the first time where we've had the same name, technically, a drag race? I mean, tech, Venus Deluxe, it's like Venus Delight. It's oh, it's cool. all the same. What if well, she goes out was, first? Well, that was the whole, wasn't it, uh, why Fifi O'Hara went by Fifi? Because her, she was going by Phoenix and didn't want to have mm-hmm. dealt with that from the previous season. So. Hey, well, technically we also had two crystal methods. Only one of them was allowed to use it, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, man. But I'm very excited by this queen. Second place. She doesn't look, she doesn't give me winter vibes as much as I had from Precious uh, Paulo Nicole. But I just love this. Maybe it's just my campy love. Yeah, I would say if I didn't place turning so high, I think she would have probably been number four for me. Um, if you take turning uh, out of the equation, I think, yeah, I think she would have been top four. My question of the season, she's loud and proud, but can she vroom vroom her way to the end? And we'll see. We will definitely see. I, I would like them to keep her long because I think she's going to give you good TV. Yeah. Um, but there's always the theory that you do very well in the promo look because you don't do very well on the show. Exactly. Uh, it's a two. Absolute fucking two. Oh, this is an absolute, yeah. Audience, you motherfuckers, 96% two. <laughs> two. Oh, that's four percenters. Come on. Oh. Well, our winner pick is actually your winner pick. I have her a third because I just know nice things don't happen to me. Uh, it's Eva Queen. Yeah. She's you were something. saying how Precious Paul and Nicole was giving you that like mm-hmm. energy. That, like she is giving me like a bitch I want. That, yeah, like I'm in the top and the crown is mine. That's like I was like, oh, she's giving me that winner energy so much. Where I'm like, I'm hoping it's right, or at least be in the top three. Eva the Queen worked as an OFW in Singapore for eight years before giving up her corporate profession to follow her dream of becoming a drag artist. During the day, she would work corporate, but at night, she worked as a drag queen. Eva won first runner-up in Singapore's Drag It Out All Stars competition only four months after she started doing drag. Eva's drag is inspired by literary and cinematic villains. Her strengths are being both a comedy queen and her looks. Eva is a resident queen at Nectar Nightclub and is also one of the founders of Drag Playhouse BH. Her name is a play on the term evil queen. She has a fascination with villains and strong dark female energy. Her drag aesthetic is very regal and polished with a pinch of stupid. She is a political queen and has been vocal on many issues and she is one that does say she's a lipstick assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy her. That's why she's my three. Um, but just the villain vibe, why she's vocal about that makes me feel like, oh, she's not going to win. Yeah. Why, your, your first winner is going to be a quote unquote villain. That's what scared me. But she's definitely top three. She's, she's oh, yeah. making the final here. This, there's no doubt about it. This queen is a finalist. This queen is going to be someone we will talk about for a very long time because this look, it's. It's sexy warrior villain. And I love how the head, her hair flows into mm-hmm. her cape and it feels like she is just wearing like a headpiece that goes all the way down to the floor. Yep. The corset is by Mara, hair by Wiglet by Laqueen, and nails by Candy Tips PH. This is just so cool. Again, going back into the world of pink and black and silver working so well together, she defines just why it does. Um, and she's not giving you body and serving you body, but she is mm-hmm. showing you how sexy she is. Oh, she yes, and I also love how it's the same color story as as Burgundine. It looks like she is Burgundine's evil stepmother, and Burgundine is like the Snow White in the story. Literally, um, her her beat is is again gorgeous. She gives me maybe it's just the style and the aesthetic that is this photo uh, gives me very Cameron Michael vibes. Okay. Where where she is going to lean on that I'm a little more stoic than comedic. Um But it feels like her personality is like at a hundred where Cameron Michaels wasn't. Well <laughs> it took Cameron Michaels to not be by a camera for her to actually show oh, us yeah. what she can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I'm excited by this queen. I'm really, really thinking I want a lot from her. If she won, I would not be mad. Oh, I know. There, there are a couple people here where I'm like, okay, you you have the contendership for me. Um, my question of the season is she's got the villain energy, but will Eva be a hero with a crown at the end? Um, I'm maybe, hoping so. Maybe there's a transformation. Maybe that's the story arc we need mm-hmm. is go from villain to hero. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm very, very excited. This is a toot for me. And also, look, the top of her headpiece kind of also looks like a crown. So you're like, look how good a crown would look on there already. That's true. There is the there is the um, the the curse of wearing a crown in promo mm-hmm. photo, which never works out for 
But I feel like with the fact that her name is Evil Queen, Eva La Queen, it feels like she needed to have that there. Oh, absolutely. Gotta have a brand. Yeah. Gotta have a brand. brand. Like I said, toot for me. Mm -hmm. Audience. Oh, this is absolute toot. 76% toot, 24% boot. And there you have it. Um, yeah, so we're kind of in the same areas for most of the queens, except for um, my winner <laughs> pick. <laughs> and turning. <laughs> we, yeah, and turning. Big, like, everyone else kind of fell similar, a little little yeah. higher, lower than each other, but yeah. And that's what's always fun, is, is, is other everybody coming together, putting their scores in, putting their rankings in. You can tell. We watched enough of this show that we can kind yeah, of get exactly. an idea. I, I also oh. want to see how that first episode also, the first episode always changes my opinions on queens. Uh-huh. Oh, or yeah. girls that I was like, oh, I think they'll be mid-pack. You walk in there and I'm just like, oh, you might actually make it pretty far. Or it's like, oh, you're not going to last much longer, are you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I love to share the Instagram count preseason uh, before we uh, start the season and see how the queens grow mm-hmm. as they go along. Um, very fascinating statistics here. Very, yeah. I don't think I'm following these girls yet. I usually wait for the first episode and then I'm yeah. like, all right, you I have to follow, you I have to follow. Mm-hmm. Who would you say is your prediction for who would have the most? The most followers? Yeah. I would say maybe Marina Summers. All right. Well, let's go through it. Silhouette is at 2,934. Well, Listeners, you can so. get on this goddamn show without <laughs> ten thousand followers. Next is Lady Morgana at three thousand thirty-five, Corazon three thousand seven hundred fifteen, Turing at four thousand six hundred seventy-six. The shocker for me here was Eva Laqueen at five thousand six hundred seventy-eight. Oh, Marina Summers at eight thousand nine hundred ninety-three, and then the rest are over ten k. Mm-hmm. Precious Paula Nicole is at ten point six. Venus Deluxe is at 12.8. Prince, 14.1. Gigi Era, 18.8. Brigadine, 19.8. And the winner, most followers, is Minty Fresh at 20.4 thousand. You know, I was going to say Minty Fresh, but I was like, that whole thing about her not performing as much. It's I the Instagram. Like, it's, it's the Instagram. transformation. If, if yeah, it's, yeah if, she's an, if she's a transformation queen, that's going to get her all the, all, the, all, the, mm-hmm. all the followers. Yeah. So very fascinating. Very hopefully, some of the other queens will get to 10k by the end of the season. I'm sure that'll happen. Um, If if the girls, I think it's going to depend on how long they last. Because sometimes you have girls. I agree. I agree. The longer Um, they last, the more followers they start to. They and it also depends on if people are going to watch the show. I am very high on this. I'm very excited going through this with you. I I think this is a really special group of drag artists. Um, The Philippines is a very important place. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we're getting to hear and see their culture through the art of drag. Um, I just hope World of Wonder pushes it a little further because, again, everything that competes against a Rue-hosted season never gets the love that they deserve. Well, I do like that they're airing this on Thursdays the same night as Canada, even though two shows on on the same day is like, uh, but it's not taking away the fact that like uh, Down Under is being shown on Saturday. So it's not I like hate having the same day. It makes my schedule terrible. Doing France and Canada right now is like killing me. See, for me, it's luckily like I get home off work. So if I do want to watch, I can watch France because Canada doesn't go live till like nine. Fair. So for That's me, fair. it's like it's like, oh, end of my night. And you know, so it's like, and I thought we were gonna have a big a bigger break between the end of France and the start of Philippines, but I'm like, no, no, it's it's a week. Yeah, it's one the week. same thing. It's one week. It's like one week at shows done this week. This one starts next week. I, as I said a couple of weeks ago, it's going to be three seasons for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Well, four if you count Secret Celebrity. That's not real. <laughs> that is fake. That is bullshit. Um, I will not be covering it. Sorry if you really want me to cover it. Um, pay me. Exactly. Or maybe we can do like a Patreon and I can do it as Secret Celebrity secret podcasting um i just don't have the patience for it. i can't i, like I can't do it different with this season but i'm sure it's like you can easily probably sum up the entire season in one episode you don't need to give it a weekly a weekly podcast maybe i'll do that maybe yeah. if, if it really is beloved or there's some wild thing that's on it 
maybe we'll go that route, but I, yeah. no, yeah. I'm going to get high and going to get drunk and I'm going to watch it and enjoy oh, yeah. it. I, I'm like, I watched the mass singer. I'm like, I, I'm like, I fast forward through everything, but the singing, like, yeah. I don't need, I don't care anymore. I don't care who this is. Me too. All right. Well, this was super fun. Thank this you for going through these 12 Queens with me. Oh, Where can we you. find you on social media? Venmo, on any socials, projects you want to plug? On the socials, I can be found on Instagram at, uh, it's a long one, kids, write it down. Harry is precious as Harry. Uh, and then that's pretty much it. Like, I have a Twitter. I don't use it. Like, Neither. I have no. a Facebook. I'm never on it. Like, <laughs> I'm old. I don't, I don't, I'm like, I barely, do, I barely do. Uh, Instagram so yeah yeah well thank you so much for doing this and come back for a, a recap oh yeah well let me know I would love I love you know me I can talk about drag race all you all, all the time I have a fantasy league I do for the regular shows and all stars so I do get a little uh, when I do those but uh luckily I don't no one does no one wants to do international <laughs> season so it's fine but I still like watch and score them as if I was scoring a season. Like, how would I give these girls points this week? All right, here we go. Well, we'll do it again soon. Thanks for being here. No problem. Thank you for uh, having me. A huge thanks to Precious for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block. And that was Block Talk.